Welcome back, people. It is episode 47 of the Taxi Squad podcast. It is currently Wednesday, November 22nd. You will be listening to this on November 23rd, which just so happens to be a Thanksgiving episode. Gobble, gobble. I am thankful for you, Mike. I am thankful for you, and I'm thankful for the show, man. I'm thankful for you as well, Vincent. Almost... 20 years of friendship, which is truly insane. It's almost disgusting. And yeah, which is absolutely bananas. And not only that, but I mean, I think this is truly going to be our first Thanksgiving episode. I think so. I mean, yeah, no, I think I think it well, is. Because so last year, we last year, I think we dropped on Wednesday. So that wasn't a legitimate Thanksgiving episode. So here we are. And also, yeah, we, just so people know, episode 47 is season three. We're not 47 in. We're in the hundos. So, yeah, just so you know. Exactly. We have hundreds. We've been here. Uh, we We've be done somewhere. it. We've been here for some time now, and we appreciate everybody sticking with us. We got a Thank full you. gambit for you today. We got a interesting, strange, and unusual, a couple different interesting, strange, and unusuals. And then not only that, we got to talk about college football, which is coming to a sad, sad end, which makes Mike upset. We got to talk about baseball free agency, which is kind of off to a hot start, aka the hot stove. And then we're going to talk about why Travis Kelsey is nothing without his Swifty. (laughs) Joe, (laughs) aka NFL talk. Vince, how you doing? How's the week going? I know it's like one of those weeks. It's like nobody talked to me. I'm not working. Yeah. If you think I'm working? It's all pretend. Yep. I have been working. Um, yeah, I would be lying if I said I was giving it 100%. Let's say I'm giving it 97% in case anybody that I work with is listening. I'm still giving my best shot, but not working tomorrow. Not working Friday, so I get to spend a lot of good family time. We flew it through a surprise party for my mom last week. That went amazing. Her birthday is on Saturday, Um, so if anybody knows her, say happy birthday on Saturday. Um, But yeah, it was it was a blast. Lots of family time, and I can't ask for anything more. So great. How are you, man? I'm good, man. It was a quiet week, which I'm grateful for. Um, and yeah, you know, missing the fam this week. It's my first year. Yeah. Not attending the blackout mess of Huntley, Illinois, <laughs> the Turkey testicle festival in almost 19 years. Damn. So, yeah. I've that been long. going, no, no more like 16 years, Still. 17 years. <laughs> Cause I would drive my brother and all his friends when I was 16 to TTF and then pick them up after and then once i turned 21 then i would go yeah and you're no longer the dd (laughs) if you want to spend more money on cheap beer than you ever have and meet a lot of people from high school that you don't care to see anymore pass Pass. hard pass on that for me man no thank you you. man i haven't seen you in 10 years on purpose on purpose (laughs) there's a reason there's always like that one girl who was cute in high school and then she has like seven kids now. Yeah. And you're like, oh, hey, you. <laughs> hey, Aiden oh and God, little Chucky. You look, you look great. It's like, thanks. Goodbye. Goodbye. Somebody give me a Miller Lite. You used to stick up your nose at me when I was a fat kid. Mm-hmm. Funny how that works. Who would have thunk? Young Who trauma, thunk? I tell you what. Now I have a platform. <laughs> 
<laughs> now I can let it out on you guys. <laughs> now I can just let it all out on the podcast. Anyways, no, I'm great, man. No, this will this will be a interesting first first Thanksgiving in the desert. Yeah. So for me, it's interesting because like that whole seasons thing doesn't Not happen here. Yeah. So like it doesn't feel like Thanksgiving. It feels like fucking September. It's yeah. seventy degrees and sunny every day here right now. That it's would freak kinda, me out. Like, but you'll get I used love to it. it. Yeah, I love it. I'm not saying I'm opposed to it, but it's still one of those things where it's a mind fuck. It's like, wait, it's November twenty second, and it's, it's definitely different. It's definitely different. But you'll get used to it. I'm sure you'll be fine when it's January or February, and I'm dying out here, and you're doing all right over I'm, there. So I'll, I'll be back in the Midwest in December, baby. True. This ain't True. it. I'm about to be back. But no, yeah, all in all, good things. Excited to bring it to you. Um, I say that we get into our first strange and unusual, Shall which we? I uh, I think that the great sport of Formula uh, or One is growing wildly uh, yeah. across the U.S. marketplace, more so than anywhere in the country. Um, and it turned out to be an absolute shit show. Max Verstappen was questioned as to what his favorite part of the weekend was. And he said his hotel room. Uh, so <laughs> if that's the case, where one of the best drivers in the sport is just saying, uh, yeah, the, the most fun I had was in my hotel room. You're probably not doing something correct. Probably uh, not. Absolute shit show of traffic. I heard a lot of different things from family with boots on the ground there in Las Vegas that uh, getting in and around the strip would take hours. Duh. Uh, due to streets being shut down and all of that. And then not only that, but Friday, the practices for the race, which was on Saturday evening, had tickets to attend the event. And, you know, all the influencers and the stars show up for this stuff because they pretend like they give a shit. And it's a way for influencer girls to post pictures in leather and racing suits <laughs> as if they give a shit about the sport itself at all, which they do not. But I digress. So to add to this, about 35,000 fans were told at 1.30 in the morning due to numerous delays of the practice that they had to leave. It was 1.30 a.m.? Yep. In Vegas, though, so it's different. Yeah, in Vegas, they do things late because it's A, Vegas, B, it's F1, so they want people to, you know. Yeah. Come out and come around for all of it. But yeah, people had like private booths and shit. And the cops literally came in at 1 30 in the morning before practice even started and told everybody they needed to leave. And when people questioned, why can't I stay? I paid for my ticket. They said, oh, curfew and uh, watch it from your hotel room. Curfew. So There's curfew in Vegas? I guess. <laughs> so the fans have spoken. And free clout here for Dimapoulos Law Firm. You're welcome. Out of Las Vegas. You're not Greek. Um, they filed <laughs> a lawsuit Dimopolis. in Nevada on behalf of 35,000 fans who purchased oh my tickets God. for Thursday's practice run. The legal firm announced Saturday five individuals were named as plaintiffs in the suit, which is seeking over $15,000 in compensatory and general Oh, damage. my God. Yep. This is so. This is due to Carlos and I messed his name up. Sains, signs, whatever Sainz, it is. Carlos Sainz. ran over a water valve and damaged his Ferrari, so that caused delays. Two and a half hours, two thirty a.m. local time Friday, 
extending the pro- the practice and they had to leave. The thing is, I don't really understand it. It's it's akin to like a weather delay in a baseball game or something of that nature. Like you would at least get reimbursed or you get a ticket for the rescheduled time would have been my assumption, but they just kicked him out and said F off. Yep. Pretty much. They said it, it yeah. we're shutting down the event past two 30 AM. And they were like, everybody needs to get the fuck out. And everybody questioned, well, that's, it seems like a you problem to your point, similar to like a rain delay. Yeah. The rain delay goes on. If they abandon the game and say, okay, we're going to remake this game up. You get a voucher where you can come back and watch. Right. That didn't happen here. Not the case. So basically they were told, get the fuck out. And this is a word from Steve Demiopoulos or whatever the fuck his name is. We will vindicate the rights of the fans and to travel the great distances and pay That's small a- fortunes to attend. But we are deprived of the experience. That so- was kind of my thought process. People who traveled far and wide to go see this. I knew people from over oh, yeah. here that went to go see it. Obviously, a lot of people are traveling from like L.A., New York, whatever it may be to go see this thing. Um, and to that point too, it's like the, a lot of the hotels and casinos, they ended up moving up their, their amount of like, however much it costs per room and they didn't actually sell out. And then they started like selling them on super deals by the end of it. So everybody was anticipating like an insane influx of people going to Vegas and doing this. And just the fact that that would happen, it's like going to like a bears game in like New York. And then you get there and they're like, ah, it's too rainy. You got to get out of here. We're taking your money. What I don't understand is I know you want to do it in the streets of Las Vegas, and I know that's sexy and all that good stuff. Yeah. And it's cool. Well, they did it in what, like 1962 or something like that? That's when it was fucking the desert. Yeah. No, I, 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 mean, I know, but it was like that. They wanted to bring back that vibe. I guess that was the idea. Oh, failed miserably. I think if you were going to do this in the future, you need to have it at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Right. That would have been my thought. circuit there. Fans can attend. You can get Ubers. You can do all that happy good shit. Granted, it's put off the strip, but it doesn't create the fucking well, nightmare. And this happened for NASCAR in Chicago. Not the same thing, yeah. but a similar issue. It's like maybe, just maybe, you know, don't shoot the messenger here, but like maybe just race on a racetrack. Instead of just like common roads. Yeah. Yeah. What are we doing? When did this start? I wonder could like for real, why did they choose all these major cities and major metropolitan areas, which I know it's sexy. It's just that. It's just that. It's just that there's so many people there. It's going to attract so many things. People understand what it looks like. You know, there's an iconic piece of like what the strip looks like behind all the cars and all the pictures and videos are going to be amazing. Like that's the idea. But, you know, the idea and then when it's actually put into practice are two very different things. Interesting. I I bet you I could get a far deeper dive on this. Being in the industry, I am. I have actually met the Clark County Fire Inspector. Okay. Okay. Might be be someone to get some questions. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, no big deal. I've been waiting to meet that guy. waiting years to meet this guy he's actually right. an interesting person to i'm talk sure to. he is yeah. um yeah if you want to know all about what happened at that one music festival many moons ago which people choose to block out of their minds he has a whole story the ariana grande insane. one yeah yeah let's pass on that one <laughs> yeah let's definitely pass on that one um tis but the yeah season. no there's tis the season cheers to that right cheers cheers, cheers. to tis, tis the season silly everybody. people Tis the season. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, again, like this is, it's weird that it was at 2.30 in the morning. It is weird that they kicked everybody out. It's weird that they put curfew because everything I've heard about Vegas, and I haven't been there in a long time, you don't, there shouldn't be a curfew. I don't think there is a curfew. Las Vegas is the city that doesn't sleep. Right. Uh, also, you know, Sinatra claimed New York was that. Well, yeah, but, but that changes in time. Sinatra, old old Vegas and new Vegas are a little bit different. I'm I'm speaking of the song New York, but no, I know, but he was he okay. No, for what it's worth, he pandered cities, Mr. Sinatra. He did, yeah. Chicago and New York. You can't have both of them. You can't have both. You can't choose that. He's Sinatra. You could do whatever the fuck you want. And he did. And he did. They don't really pander. You can't really pander on cities and music anymore. No. Although rappers used to do it, but rappers really don't do it anymore. You claim your city. Yeah, you're like I'm from the A. Chicago it's till York, I die, that kind of deal. Yeah, it's New York. Yeah. Action Bronson will still do it. <laughs> do better, ah. God, they believe that <laughs> opportunity ah. be knocking. <laughs> that's, that's my best Action Bronson. <laughs> it's ah. good. It's good. We've done this for hours. Got with a cheese plate. If you guys want a okay. full Action Bronson podcast, you just let us know. We can take care of that. Um, to bring us to something a little more positive. Ichiro Suzuki yeah. is not done yet. He's not done. He loves he's the not game. Done. Oh, you know he's not finished. He loves the game. He's 50 years old right now. And on Tuesday night at the Tokyo Dome, Ichiro Suzuki goes onto the mound. He's pitching the annual All-Star game against the best high school girl baseball players in Japan. Uh, Ichiro you think like maybe he goes in there like, yeah, it's going to be fun. MLB player, best hitter ever, most hits ever, whatever maybe. He took it very seriously. Uh, let me read you the stat line here. 50-year-old Ichiro Suzuki's pitching line against the high school girls all-star team. Nine innings pitched, complete game. Five hits, zero earned runs, two walks, nine Ks, 116 pitches, topping out at 86 miles per hour in the mound. And he hit, got two hits on the other side, too. So he, he, like, granted, he's not throwing 99, but he's also a 50-year-old man, and he's deciding to just for the love of the game. And this is the thing, and we were kind of talking a little bit about it earlier. This is one of those things where it's like he's not doing this for any other reason than just love of the game. That's solely it. I think it's great, though, you know? I, I would love to see him compete against like an all boys team to see where he's at. I wonder now. why it is all girls. It's weird. I don't know. It, I mean, baseball in Japan, we've discussed this on this podcast. This is a dream of this podcast. And yeah. that's world baseball classic. Vince and I will be attending in oh, yeah. Japan. Yeah. And we will be there in the flesh. So by that time, pay attention to it. It will happen. And we're going to eat sushi and watch baseball. And who knows? Vince might leave with a Japanese wife if he's not married by that point. We'll see. So, Oh, you big man. <laughs> That's what they would say. You're going to get, you're gonna get Chicago. Can, you're going to get canceled like Shane Gillis. You can't do that. <laughs> I'm not going to get canceled. I love their culture. How we're going to get, get canceled. Um, Ichiro, no. though. I know. I'm just messing with you. Ichiro, nasty sliders. If you guys want to look at this, go on the Twitters. Go on the X's, whatever. Go follow Pitching Ninja because he is the man, and he, he breaks down a lot of pitches Shout out to throughout Pitching the year. Ninja. Um, but he posted a video of him throwing sick-ass sliders. Um it's kind of insane to me. You think at some point this guy's arm's going to fall off. Mind you, he played 
he started the MLB when he was 27, I want to say, playing in the Japanese leagues before then. He had 3,000-plus hits in the MLB after he turned 27. I think overall he has the most hits in combined in multiple leagues altogether, and now he's just pitching nine innings like it's no big deal. Like, this guy's a different level of badass. I mean, he had an absolute cannon of an arm yep. going back to his time in the MLB. I mean, we, at least I, am old enough to remember Ichiro's oh. first game. He was the Japanese hype that nobody had seen in the sport right? really ever and really started a, a – pave a way for the Hideki Matsui's of the world yep. for the Shohei Otani's Daisuke of the world. Can't, you can't forget about Kosuke Fukudome. Yeah. Right. And all the these White guys Sox, that are coming in right now. Who's the White Sox closer for a while? Oh, oh boy. Uh Oh, I know him. I know his face. I'm looking dead we, at it right now in my head. We all do. We all remember him. Damn it. Oh, that stinks. I can't think of his name for the life of me. It's like... Uh, I'm going to find out right now, Vince. Yeah, you absolutely should. Um, but, I mean, you'll even see that now. You got Yamamoto. Are we ready? Yeah. Are we ready? Shingo Takatsu. Takatsu. Shingo Takatsu, Takatsu. was amazing for one year. Um, and he, he literally... Uh, had a lights out end of year one year, and then he was dog shit the next. And then after that, Tahito to Tahito Gucci. That's what I was going to say. Tahito man, part yeah. of that 2005 White Sox team, which yep. will go down in history. He made that anti gravity play, and it's amazing. I mean, like obviously the Japanese culture and its effect on the MLB has been insane. Um, that is continuing to happen. We're going to get to that later in this episode with the Shohei Otani talk. Um, but also even, and I can't think of all the names, so I apologize in advance, but also even the guys like the Mets this year signing a Japanese starting pitcher, the Boston Red Sox signing a Japanese outfielder. You got a bunch of different people from Japan that are coming on over. You can make a direct correlation of that starting with Ichiro Suzuki and the fact that he's 50 now and he's still... Regardless of who he's playing, I get that he's not playing against like professional Japanese teams. But the fact that he's just pitching nine innings and 116 pitches as a 50-year-old man after essentially two full careers in two different leagues, that's nothing to bat an eye at. That's pretty insane. <laughs> the man is truly amazing. Yeah. And that's true love of the game, right? It's yeah. like Jamie Moyer pitched in T 49. 49 years yeah. old. And he topped out at 78 miles an hour. Right. I remember that. And, I mean, he played for almost every team there was. Yep. Which is truly insane. It's one of those I, bingo I just cards. Believe... Just fill them out as they go. <laughs> it's kind of like Joe Flacco. Yeah, Joe at this Flacco, point. Joe Flacco, for the record, just signed with the Cleveland Browns. Yep. And he might start on Sunday. He might. We'll get into it. But I love guys still playing the sport that they love and not wanting to hang it up. I agree. Because also, he's finding a different way than just, I mean, granted, what was he, like 45 when he retired with the Mariners? He had like yeah. three years at the end there where you're like, hey, dude, you probably should get out of here. <laughs> like, you know? Because he played for the Yankees at an advanced age anyway. This is the great thing about Japan. They live and breathe baseball. All right. And it's, it's what kind of the U.S. used to be like. At least I could envision a before US, we got before all those other time. sports. Before we got all the other sports, that's the thing. It's like, like football the NFL's always the, the NFL's always been great. Don't right. get me wrong, but then again, it's it's always. But been has it situation. been though? Have you seen some of the videos of like 1960s NFL? It's like yeah, the, I mean, the field goal post is in the middle of the touchdown, and they threw a forward pass once a game. 
And then you're like, yeah, Jim Brown's a dog because, <laughs> like, granted, Jim Brown's amazing, one of the best running backs of all time. But also, like, they ran the ball 90% of the time. Like, they didn't, they're not airing it. Like, right now, it's the complete inverse of what was happening at the beginning well, the of that. AFL was the thing. Right. That, and they were the league that threw the ball a lot. And they but were. But still, comparatively? True. They threw it's it a more. different game. Yeah. 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 It's a different game. I love. I think we grew up in a sweet spot of the NFL where we're, you could still take somebody's fucking head off yeah. and get away with it, and guys would get concussions and come back back out on the field. CTE wasn't even a thing. Did you hear what your guy Tom NFL Brady was. said? What did Tom Brady say? He went on an interview. Uh, I forgot who it was with. I want to say it might have been with Stephen A. Smith, um, but he went on an interview talking about how officiating now – and how it's working, like it's like they're taking away from players, and talent doesn't matter as much because officiating's gotten so like skewed, where people can't hit people the way that they were. And the whole time I was listening to it, I was like, "It's kind of because of you, dude. <laughs> like you're actually the reason they." Did I was that. just like, "Listen, I love Tom more than anything. I know exactly. That's the pot." Yeah, no, that's the pot calling the kettle black right there. Yeah, like you're the reason that's, that happened, dude. <laughs> yeah, that you, you're like that's so that's such a terrible take from him because he used to like, get his oh, head taken know. off in like 2002. You see his head taken off, but like once he started getting a little older, they're like, all right, protect, protect the Brady's, protect the Peyton Manning's. Like that's how that went. Well, there are some plays now that are just egregious how bad they are as to some of the flags that get thrown. Oh, it's brutal. There's always going to be there's always going to be bad calls, just like the AFC Championship game last year. With, I didn't see anything. You know, Orlando Brown holding, which I didn't I see anything. Always take to the fucking grave with. Don't me. think anything happened there. That, that robbed the Bengals of a, another Super Bowl shot. But anyways, I digress. I do believe that Brady did kind of usher that in, protect the quarterback, protect the players. You know, back when Randy Moss and Chris Carter was playing. You could come across the middle. Good luck. Oh, You're light them up. Lit up. Yeah. Get lit up. Quarterbacks didn't do it really. And if they did, they knew they were putting their guy at risk. Well, that's when that's what he was saying, too. He was like throwing the ball in the middle was a death sentence. And then yeah. once he got older, it was like, you can throw wherever you want. And then that kind of fosters in the slot receiver boom. I essentially that ended up happening because. A lot of times those are middle slant routes in the middle of the field. And it's just like, give it to the small guy and watch him run. You know, like the Tyler well, Lockett archetype wasn't as big back then as it is now. It all started. Let's not kid ourselves. It really started with Wes Welker. It really yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Wes Welker and that Patriots offense really ushered in little white guys. <laughs> yeah. That was little like Caucasian a, dudes just yeah. all over running all over the place like ninjas. And then that sparks. The Edelmans of the world, Danny Amendola, all that good stuff. Just the entire Patriots all the time. Well, Wes Welker did go play with Peyton. After, though, after he made it. Yeah, I know what you're well, saying, yeah. though. Cause it was the Patriots archetype, though. Peyton had his Stokely's. Peyton had a couple other guys like that, where it became more possible. Stokely, Stokely was true. Also, tight ends. I mean, Dallas Clark. Dallas Clark, Jeremy Shockey. Come on. I don't know how we go from baseball, each row Suzuki. <laughs> To now full blown football talk. Well, we that's will the Taxi Squad it. podcast. <laughs> that is the Taxi Squad podcast. We can find a way to convert any sort of talk into Brady football talk, talk. Yeah. or Tom Brady talk. Now, the real question is: I wonder if Tom Brady shaves his face. I would he's say so. Face. It's 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 a good looking face. He's he's now, doing a little he, beard now. Doing a little. Is beard. he doing a little scruff? Tiny little bit. 
If he was going to choose to shave his face with anybody, though, because he is the GOAT, and we do represent the GOAT of razors, a.k.a. Henson Shaving Yeah, that is the brand he would use. And here's a word from our friendly sponsor at Henson Shaving. This part of today's episode is brought to you by none other than our friends at Henson Shaving. If you guys have been listening to the show for a while, you already know that we swear by Henson Shaving. We've been using them for months, and there really isn't a better product out there. The Henson razor puts an end to shaving irritation and cuts while also making your skin feel comfortable and smooth. This razor is made by using CNC machines to aerospace standards. That's right, rocket ships, people. That means it's made to very tight tolerances, meaning that the combination of how securely it's held and how minimally the blade is exposed delivers a smooth and safe shave no other razor can offer. It's literally one blade. Be, be safe. Please be safe. They're very sharp. You twist on the top and you get to work. It's that easy. You remember the beard bet? You remember me shaving off the whole thing? If you need to watch somebody use it, go on my Instagram and check it out because it's really that easy. Cost ownership averages $88.20 every two years, which is essentially $177 less than normal cartridge razors. They're sustainable. It's precise. It's Henson shaving. It's got a nice weight to it. It's made out of metal. None of this plastic garbage. So please use the promo code the Taxi Squad. T H E T A X I S Q U A D at checkout, and you'll receive a hundred pack of blades free with the purchase of the razor. So you go on the site, you add the razor that you're looking for, and then you add a hundred pack of razors. You'll get those for free. For most users, this amount of blades will last you two to five years, depending on how often you shave. So that promo code again is the Taxi Squad at HensonShaving.com. Go check it out. College football. What a wonderful weekend it was for college football. Always. Had some rivalry games. It was pretty interesting, to say the least, if you got an opportunity to watch some of the Big Ten matchups that were going on, a lot of potential. Are you talking about Iowa versus Illinois, 15 to 12 no. or 13? No, every, <laughs> just a bottom line, if Iowa's playing anybody, just take yeah. the under. Yep. That's all you got to do. You'll win, you'll win money. With all of that, though, no, talking more so about the, the team in Michigan um, without their head coach playing a Maryland team, also in the Big Ten. Tag Vailoa, though. Yeah, another Tag Vailoa. Um, also, we got to talk about the Pac-12. We got we got some games to break down here, and let's and let's really start it here with this Michigan game. Um, wasn't their best showing? I don't know if they're keeping some gas in the tank for this upcoming Saturday after Thanksgiving, where they play arguably their biggest game of the season. In Easily, State, I don't know if it's an argument at this point. It's that it absolutely is for them to go in to Maryland granted tough team plays hard they played them hard last year get it not 11 and 0 not 11 and 0 yeah 6 and 5 and this game went down to the fourth quarter where Michigan in the second half scored a grand total of 8 points yeah not what you were thinking you would see. J.J. McCarthy got bailed out by the running game. Blake Corum has saved his ass more times than I'm assuming he'd like to count, and that defense yep. is playing lights out. Now, right now, I believe that if the Tag brother, a.k.a. Tag of Villoa. Talia. Talia? Talia? I don't know. But I believe if he played a better game, 
and didn't throw two interceptions and had no touchdowns. Yeah. Um, this would be a different tale of the tape, but it wasn't. So I believe that Michigan may have been leaving something in the tank on this one for Ohio State. Vince, your thoughts? I don't know if that is a good strategy. I think it is weird. Granted, all the things that are happening to Michigan the last couple weeks and then especially this Harbaugh suspension or whatever it may be. Um, I've said it for a while. I think J.J. McCarthy's a little overhyped. Um, he had a press conference, what was it, two days ago? Something like that after this game saying he actually grew up an Ohio State fan, which is probably not what you want to hear as a as a Michigan fan. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I I think they're a good team. I obviously do. I uh, They're going to go up against OSU again, which is the biggest – game that they have going this year I don't see that going well especially after all of this shit that's been going on with them um but yeah I mean again Maryland's a good team they're good enough they'll probably they might play in a bowl this year depending on how these la- this last week goes um but it's like yeah, they'll, they'll play in some, a potato bowl in some two. random one right it's not going to be anything crazy but it's it's got to be a tiny bit concerning going in number three in the nation going up against Ohio State, which is presumably number two. Um, yeah, they. I mean, it can't be all just sunshine and roses out in Michigan right now. Yeah, definitely not sunshine and roses, um, which also could be considered rainbows. I believe that the Harbaugh suspension may have something to do with it. If anybody mm-hmm. paid attention to that, basically they challenged it, stated that, okay, well, we're going to, you know, take you to court on this one and basically say you have no proof. Well, um, the the NCAA did, in fact, clearly go to the Big Ten commissioner. Then not only that, the AD at Michigan and said, OK, well, here's the evidence we have. Right. So you choose how you'd like to move forward. And basically, Michigan just stated, uh, yeah, we'll take the suspension. Thank you very yeah, much. They and took exactly what they needed to to get to sweep the rest of this under the rug. That's exactly what it was. And then they were like, we don't like this. It's like, well, this is the inverse. This is what would happen outside of this. I heard this question being made. Um, Obviously, there's a lot of, you know, yammering about is Harbaugh going to leave Michigan this year? Is he going to go to the NFL? Um, Maybe they pull a little Jim Trestle. I don't know if you remember this, but they actually had Jim Trestle, like they gave him a suspension after he was suspended from the NCAA, if he went to the NFL, he would have had to serve the same suspension. Would the NFL do that for Jim Harbaugh if he were to come to the NFL? I'm not really sure, but no. they've talked about it on NFL Network, and NFL Network is owned by the NFL, and they probably wouldn't give that the green light unless they had something to do with it. I see what you're saying, but now it's to a point if Harbaugh does in fact leave, which was going to be my next question. I mean, what are the odds that he leaves moving into 2024? High, depending on how they end this. Like if you had to if you had to give it, you know, odds of, you know, 50, 50, 64, what would you give it at this? I think it depending on how this weekend goes, you can go from a 60 to a 90, because if they lose Ohio State, if they end up like kind of stumbling into this last couple of weeks and then miraculously an Iowa team ends up making the Big Ten championship. Like, I think he's going to want to come back and, you know, make make it happen again. But if they beat Ohio State, if they go to the Big Ten championship, they beat Ohio State there, I I see him leaving for almost indefinitely. I don't see a way they lose this game on Saturday. I really, really don't. Even I if really he's not there? Not. 
Because this is his last game in suspension, right? It's going to be a 37-degree game at Michigan, at the big house. Fans are going to be packed. Anybody who's anybody is going to be there. All the alums are going to be there. It might snow, right? I mean, we don't have it snows a in Ohio right now. I know. I'm not saying that. I do think the home field advantage will do this. And It'll I think play the team is behind right. him right now. And I just don't think Ohio State has the offensive firepower minus Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah, monster. You got to get him the ball. He's still the best player in college football right now yep. overall. I just don't know if they have the quarterback to get him the ball. And that's my only concern where J.J. McCarthy's in a system, knows the system. Blake Corm's running his fucking face off right now. They almost lose to Notre Dame at Notre Dame. Not necessarily known for playing very well on the road. Young quarterback. I just don't see that there is a scenario right now. I mean, I think Michigan wins this game. Beyond this, I don't know how they compete. In the you four. might want to sprinkle some money on that because I don't know if Vegas agrees with you there. Really? Yeah, I think right now I think I have to check to be sure, but I'm pretty sure OSU's out. the odds, Vince. I will. I will. The odds. I will. Meanwhile, while all this nonsense is going on in the Big Ten and everybody's getting suspended and the rumor mill is hot right now, Harbaugh to Chicago, which none of us would bat an eye, really. But Bring him to Chicago. Let's go to Southern California, shall we? Do you want to? Mikey, you sure you want to? <laughs> Mikey, breakdown time. All right. <clears throat> Sorry. It gets me all. Oh, geez. All he's missed. dying. He's dying. Gets me all missed. Gets me all missed. Yeah, just thinking about it. <laughs> but USC right now should be ashamed of their showing this season as to what they've done and how they've played their final regular season game against arguably their largest rival in division. And the last game you get in the pac 12 at home against the fucking school that's up the street in UCLA. Also this news came out before the game that chip Kelly will not be retained. So a silent firing. Interesting. You'd think you're in a position with the best quarterback in college football, allegedly. Jury's still out. I don't know. Drake May's not that good right now either. So go well, he played a good Clemson team and he hung with them till the fourth quarter. Watch that yeah. whole game. Caleb Williams came out looking suspect and I'm having second thoughts whether or not he is the best overall quarterback we've seen in a decade. Oh my God. Who would have thought we would have got here this year? He makes the throws. Don't get me wrong, but his decision-making is dog shit and he's going to need some real help there. If he's not going to play hero ball at the next level, which we have found out on the uh, North side, Chicago doesn't really fucking work outside of Um, one guy outside of one guy. No one else can fucking do it. Josh Allen can't even do it this year. So it's not like this is a recipe for success for sure. No, but if we look at Lincoln Riley right now, I believe if you think as a USC fan that he is not on a hot seat, you no, no shot. are not right now. Very mistaken. He is on a hot seat. No, 
It Everybody's might, it might be a little hot to the touch, but I don't think it's anywhere. I, I personally believe he bit off way too much he could chew leaving Norman, Oklahoma. This is arguably the largest overstep of I got it that I've ever seen in this circle. This could be like Lane Kiffin when he decided at, you know, 25 years old or whatever the fuck he was that he was going to go coach the Raiders. He just didn't have it. Went back to college, has remained in college, right? As a wise person would do. But unlike Lane Kiffin, he had his faults at OU, and none of those faults have been worked through. A lot of those faults in the Big 12 you could mask, like not playing defense. Right, at all. Right? (laughs) At all. I guess the difference is when you were at OU and playing in the Big 12, you had an actual run game, and you decided to run the ball. Maybe that was the Stoops rubbing off on him. Maybe Stoops was advising him to that stage of the game. And now he's kind of gone off on his own. It's not as tight-knit. It's the bright lights of L.A. It's SoCal vibes. It's, you know, 72 and sunny every day. Well, I think the money, I think something has clearly got to his head because this team looks like dog shit. They don't tackle they don't run the football well. They don't really do anything well, minus Caleb Williams ad-libbing and throwing to a guy who runs a 4-3-40. Right. Uh, Marshawn Lloyd, eight carries, 17 yards. That ain't going to do it. Brendan Rice, obviously a great game. Um, you can't lose by 18 to UCLA. To especially. your largest division rival. Yeah. And Ethan Garbers... <laughs> A freshman out of UCLA outperformed you at quarterback. Three touchdown game, threw the ball about no 11 times less. Way less yards, but a lot more efficient. Um, especially looking at that second half there, 17 points in the third quarter for UCLA team that isn't the greatest at scoring, especially for like a West Coast team. Uh and this has been the thing the whole year. It's like they can't tackle. They're playing bad defense. We've talked about that almost weekly. Um, even when they won, even though they win, it's like, well, they didn't really play defense that well. And it kind of seems to be consistent. So, I don't again, I don't think he's going to get fired this year. There might be a little bit of a hot seat. Comes back around, has to do some stuff again. But I think the best thing for him is to get somebody in there that can run the defense and then leave it the fuck alone and figure out your offense by yourself. Like, that's going to be – He'll never fix he will never figure it out ever. I mean, he, he he's coached good teams. That's the thing. And he's coached good players. It's just putting it in all together. Pac-12. People I mean, not in the, the, the big 12. 12. Right. And, but even so like those Oklahoma teams were good and it's just seven and five. They're moving to the big 10. That's going to be hard to replicate, especially in colder weather. Like we just talked about in Michigan, like they're probably gonna have to play Michigan at some point. It's not, very it's a little damning it's a little damning right now i think uh this is definitely like a pack it up and try again because usc was getting the hype in the beginning of the year too so expectations versus reality is a little bit you know it can be a little skewed so it is insane i do feel like it's insane they were one of my playoff picks yeah i was drinking the kool-aid i thought there's no way this team could regress they have regressed greatly I think Lincoln is not who it's going to be in the next two years as they tr- transition to the Big Ten. No way. No way. That's all I got on this yeah. team. It is an epic disappointment, and I feel bad for the kids who thought that they were transferring there to win 
anything. See you in the Tostitos Bowl, buddy. <laughs> I guess they might play Tulane again in the fucking <laughs> Samsung Bowl and get their asses kicked. Who it's knows? possible. It is possible. <laughs> and, and at this stage of the game, if you're Caleb Williams, do you even decide to come back? No. Fuck I, no. no get out you're of gone. there. Your stock is already going down. Go to the you're go gone. to the combine. Throw the ball 80 yards, get everybody back on your ass and liking you a lot, and then go to an NFL team. There's no reason to come back to this team. There's, the view looking forward is not the brightest thing in the world like it was six or seven weeks ago. Correct me if I may be putting the cart before the horse, but if you're the Chicago Bears right him. now and him. you have him, Caleb. Yeah. Why? He has the most talent. Is he more talented than Justin Fields? It's hard to say. It is hard to say comparatively. Um, but I mean, like, as far as his body build's concerned, and he can throw the ball a little more accurately than Justin Fields can. At least what is, I mean, he doesn't have the speed in that way. I don't think the Bears would do anything good with him, but if I'm going to pick anybody out of this draft, it's him or Marvin Harrison, and I'm not picking a receiver for the Bears right now. Then I'm not taking Drake May, dude. I don't believe in Drake May. I don't get it. It doesn't make sense to me. If you can't tell the look on this botch, I don't think you are. Just, it's disheartening. Yeah, disheartened. Well, and you're, and also you have a very close, like you're very close to the situation. So I'm close makes, to the situation. I I might be close to any situation for most college football teams. Yeah, like Vince, who's a Notre Dame fan, who just you know. Just goes with it. Look, it is what I, it is. You got to deal with what you get. I digress. Let's talk about James Madison losing to App State in OT, shall we? Oh, man. What a shame. We were very high on this team. We still are high on this team. They're what still ranked 24th. You know, they lost the yeah. game and they're still ranked. They're ranked higher than USC, by the way. Well, I mean, shit. They went, they went to college game day, went to James Madison. They got national spotlight. Yeah. Like 26,000 people showed up for college game day at, Ma at James Madison. Their field only holds 25, I think, or something like that for like Damn students. You, man. Um, so it's dope. It's super cool. Uh, they lost their bid to try to get into a bowl game again. Um, didn't end up happening. Uh, but you know what? Badass for your first year coming out of the FCS and making it a real real case as to why they're good. Um, I do think there was a little too much hype on them. I think they felt it a little bit too, and that's kind of what ended up coming out of this. But they're a fun team. They're in the Sun Belt Conference. They're yeah. doing their thing. I think next year they're going to try and upgrade. I would hope they upgrade. Go play some. Maybe, maybe Big 12 for them is the play. I, I don't even know. Can they move well. conferences that quickly? I mean, they just moved no into the FBS. I have no idea. Maybe somebody takes a run at them. Maybe they're the one team in the Pac-12. Who knows? That would be yeah. James Madison. Aren't they in Virginia? <laughs> Pac-1. Yeah, they're in the Pac-1. The they're, team they're, that's not. They're on the Atlantic Ocean and they're the Pac-12. <laughs> they're like we count. We still count. But I digress. I I just thought that that game for what it was was interesting. That people are even paying attention to a Sun Belt game. Yeah. Um. I would also like to discuss the fact that Miami hung with Louisville. And they they had some uh, costly, I would say, poor time management. Mario Cristobal is not doing what he needs to be doing right now. He's I was going to say, I think that's kind of their claim to fame this year is bad time management. Because <laughs> like, need I remind I you, need I remind you earlier in the year with one of the worst plays that's ever happened in college football history, 
also due to the the coach of the team. Um, Jack Plummer. I mean, this the thing is, is like this Louisville team came in on un, unranked. They it seems like since the day they beat Notre Dame, all of a sudden it was like switch of the fucking team, and they've just been on a heater. So Miami Hurricanes are very talented. Tyler Van Dyke is not too bad. Uh, I think six and five is right about where they should be for the year, which is good. Um, but I, yeah, I don't know. I don't see Cristobal staying there for much longer than he already is there, especially with some of these mistakes. It's just not great. I think he's got one more year. Another coach who could be on a hot seat. Hey, yeah. Jack Plummer, son of Jake Plummer, AKA yep. Jake, the snake guy yep. was an absolute dog when he was in the NFL. Um, now, if it's of no surprise, Georgia is the best team in college football. Mm-hmm. Absolutely destroying Tennessee, no thirty-eight to ten. You, Joe there Milton is two different levels. Yeah, two different levels of teams. I mean, comparatively, like Tennessee, Tennessee last year could give them a run for sure. Not Tennessee this year. Uh, Georgia's Boy. very good. Georgia's fucking good. Carson Beck, sorry for talking so much shit about you. You're pretty damn good too. Like it's just Need a little time to figure it out. Their offense is running. Amazing. Whatever Kirby's doing over there, it's good. They don't care that you get in car accidents or accidentally murder people. It's fine. Play well on the field. Go to national championships. They're taking the complete, complete Alabama mold right now. They're going to go back to the national championship again. I'm not surprised that they're going to win it, especially looking at like two, three, four, five right now losing their best player, which we'll get to in a moment as well. It's like there's not a team that I can see that's going to compete against them. And I thought this year they had a chance of being a little bit weaker because of the quarterback position. But if you're going 24 for 30 against the top 25 team, three touchdowns, 298, and no interceptions, like, yeah, you'll be all right, dude. He's going to be just fine. Yeah. Tennessee, on the other hand, is going to completely fall in the rankings. They need a they need a better quarterback. Yeah, to the point, 25th. Right uh, they, got no that, they got that backup that they brought in. I think he's going to be pretty good. Joe Milton, that experience is just about over. Uh, he'll probably ride out the rest of the season. I don't see them dropping that much in the rankings just because they got demolished by the best team in the country. They're 25th. I mean, they so, were like, what, like 12 or something? So they did fall, but... No, they were 17, and now they're 25th, which is rightfully so. I mean, without yeah. Hendon Hooker and Jalen Hyatt and the guys who truly made that team a team in that yep. offense and offense... It's not surprising for a second, but Georgia, to your point, there's no doubt about it. They repeat. I mean, who's really going to try and dethrone them? I can't see it anywhere. Like, the SEC championship might be a blowout. You think it's going to be Alabama-Georgia, and then they're just going to blow them out, too. Like, they're so much better than Alabama. I think if Alabama Alabama played Georgia tomorrow, it would be actually a close game. I think they just know how to play each other. I think Kirby and and Saban know how to play each other Yeah, that's true. And they're like, there's definitely a rivalry piece to it now just because – Georgia's taking what Alabama was essentially. Um, but I just think like firepower by itself, this Georgia team is just stupid good. I Kirby Smart's doing some shit over there. Whatever the fuck he's doing, people gotta got to get that, that Kool-Aid. Money. Yeah. They got that money. Yep. They got that money. Jimbo is uh, out at A&M. He is. You think the more money you'd have, the better off you are. I don't know the money aspect. A&M's got a lot of money. They got a lot more money than most. And we talked about that last year on this podcast as to what that meant. We talked about that last week, too. It's like they got a lot of money. It's not working out too well. And now they're paying two coaches. They're like the Raiders of the college football. It's crazy. It is bananas. Now, a game I'd like to transition to, Big 12 matchup, battle for Kansas. Uh, The 
Kansas State Wildcats played yep. the Kansas Jayhawks. Yep. Jayhawks were at an extreme disadvantage just simply due to the fact that they did not have any of their starting quarterbacks on yep. this team. Um, gentleman by the name of Jason Bean was supposed to be uh, the starting quarterback. Got concussed last week and was a game-time decision. Yep. Decided he could not go. The son of the GM for the Indianapolis Colts, Cole Ballard. Oh, uh, Chris Ballard? Is that his name? Chris Ballard. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, his eldest son is a true freshman at Kansas. And That's tough. He, for what it was, in a rivalry game at home on a short week, played a hell of a fucking game for a yeah. young man. And against a very good Kansas State team, uh, the beginning of this game, you thought Kansas State may actually, may actually have a shot. Yeah. Um, the Jayhawks put up 20, 20 points in the first half. And then the second half scored a touchdown and then the Jayhawks woke up and then it was like death by a thousand cuts, turnover, 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 poor decision-making, poor time management. And it just, it was like Rocky in a way, right? You know how Rocky loses the first fight? Yeah. against Apollo Creed. Yep. Starts, you start off a little hot. You feel like there's a chance and that's when you get let down. That kind of They deal. kept coming after him, right? Yeah. But they just didn't have what it took to get the final decision. Yeah. And this, I mean, this wasn't, this wasn't Kansas State playing as like the creme de la creme, like king of Kansas, whatever it was either. It's like they didn't have a good game either. They are eight and three. They are 19th in the country. So, you know, nothing to bat an eye at. Kansas was ranked at some point this year as well. So they're good, talented teams. But obviously, bringing in a guy, obviously, game managing, 16 throws. Didn't do anything too bad until you start getting to the end of the game, and then it was like we're taking a couple costly decisions, and hopefully it'll end up working out for us. Didn't end up happening. But it is cool. Like, it is, and that's the thing, too. It's like no matter what the talent level is, like there's a slider on Madden where you can just, like, toggle on even teams. That's kind of what it seems like every time you you put up, like, a Kansas State versus Kansas or even, like, in the NFL, too, like you go, like, an interdivision matchup or whatever it is. It's like throw the record books out throw out who's good on what team like these teams come and they just are at each other's necks and that's what it kind of felt like seeing this game i think that's a lot of the big 12 all in all to your point yeah it's it's like you you hit the even team matchup in ncaa 14 right Right. which is arguably the greatest football game that has ever existed yeah it's not madden 24 i'll tell you that (laughs) no madden 24 is horrific uh madden 2004 is Great. amazing. Yeah. Now, isn't that crazy that games back then are better than anything being produced? We now? were also like 10 to no, 12 or 13. No. Vince and I notably have drunken NCAA 14 True. fucking tournament. Nostalgia's at a bitch though. 1:30 in the morning. Nostalgia's and those a bitch games though. play better than anything out today. <laughs> I'll give you that, but nostalgia is a bitch too. I don't know. I think it's like it's all relative, but yeah. I mean, the new Maddens they just don't change anything. Talk which relativity. Is I'm just saying. Tell Newton a- that, dude. Tell Sir Isaac Newton that shit. Fuck him. <laughs> what did he do? Anyway, a lot. A lot. Fuck, fuck him. He doesn't know shit. Him and Isaac Newton. Isaac Newton didn't do Isaac. shit, dude. <laughs> that that old Tesla guy, full yeah. of shit. Yeah. Anyways, full of shit. I do think though that to the point this game basically solidified kansas state being in the big 12 championship yeah we'll see who they play um iowa state 
this upcoming week is going to be a heck of a game. Um, I, I, I don't know. Texas, everybody made a big deal that they beat Iowa State. I'm like, ooh, cool. But they're prob- they're playing be- in the Big 12 championship, Texas is. Uh, they have to. Yeah. They and how they're sure. ranked seventh right now. I, I The only reason they're, they're good, dude. The no, they're not that good. They're good. They always. Okay. They're that good. We're, are we going to talk about the fact that they're that fucking good? They're not any better than anybody in front of us, but they're also not any worse than anybody they behind scored them. scored six points in the first half against an Iowa State team. Good defense. My only thing with Texas is this. They're in for a rude fucking awakening sure. joining the SEC next yeah. year, as is oh, yeah. OU, as is a lot of these teams jumping. But they always play down to the level of competition that they're yes, playing. They, they rarely play up. And they played Bama the second week of the year, and everybody wants to crown them. That was a pretty good game. But Bama's got a, a lot. Game. Bama's gotten a lot better throughout the year too, and I don't think exactly. Texas has if gotten any better. They played that better. game right now. No fucking way. No. Well, because Milton kind of got his shit figured out, or uh, Milrow, excuse me, got his shit figured out too, which helped them a lot because they were having quarterback issues for a long time. But yeah, I mean, I again, I don't. I had Texas in my top four. That's obviously not fucking happening this year. I wanted it to, but it's not happening this year. Um, no shit. But I do think like seven's probably an app apt rank for them this year so far i think they should there's not that many really really good teams in college football this year outside of georgia well that's true let's let's switch to my opinion one of the best teams in the country notre dame no shit that's awesome northwest no pacific northwest let's talk about the washington huskies washington oregon state beefers yes this game was insane um oregon (laughs) really put the screws to the Huskies in the second half. The Huskies didn't score a fucking point in yeah. the second half. Their second half adjustments were great. DJ Ugule is not it for the record. <laughs> um, that poor guy couldn't find fucking water if he fell out of a boat in the second <laughs> half or under pressure. Um, not only that, Michael Penix, I feel like, is getting a rough bid at the Heisman right now. A bit of a hard go at it. Yeah. Because Bo Nix's past two opponents are USC and ASU. Yeah. So where Penix's last two opponents. Well, and Washington. Oh, are you saying last two? I got you. I thought you two said two best. No. Yeah. So his last two opponents, meaning is, okay, they, they played Utah and then now they played Oregon State. Yeah. So two very good defenses, right? And Bo Nix is throwing six touchdowns a game against terrible defenses. Yeah. And Penix is playing great defenses and winning. Two touchdowns, 162 yards. Not necessarily Heisman-type numbers, but then again, you're playing really difficult games. Right. So I don't know exactly how that breaks down. Well, there's a lot right of Jaden Daniels talks too. He, once again, another guy that's not it. Jane Daniels I know, is but... a tremendous talent, but you, I mean, to win a Heisman, you truly need to have a team around you that's going to get you into the last dance. Right, but we're not looking at a. This is exactly who's going to win the like. That's the thing this year. There's so much parity. It's like I can see three different guys winning a Heisman this year. And none of them are coming from the best team in the country. Like, I, 
any way this voting goes, it could be two, three, four different guys. You think it's I between the two? I got two. You think it's Bo Nix and I Michael got... Penix? That's it. That's I think it. it. It all ends with Ix. I don't know. No you could have made an argument for Jordan next. Travis until this weekend. Like, you could have made an argument yeah. for that. Jordan Travis, poor guy, man. I mean, your heart goes out to the kid. Yeah. Played a hell of hell of a season. And then for it to end against South Alabama State or whatever the fuck they were yeah. playing. And the, it was the injury was horrific. His it's, ankle was completely. It's the end of his college career completely. He already announced that. So if you're the Bears, you got to take a mid round flyer on a guy like that. Fifth round, fourth round. Just Draft two case. quarterbacks. Yeah. Draft two quarterbacks at this stage of the game. What the fuck do you have to lose? Nothing. Nada. Um, a couple more things on college football before we go into some of the games coming up. But uh, number one, Dave Clawson, coward. Coward. Wake Forest coach. Why do you coach. call him a coward? No, I know. Wake Forest coach says that Notre Dame shouldn't be celebrating Sam Hartman because he was ours first. And he doesn't know that the transfer portal is a thing. So he was getting all upset and butthurt about that. And in my opinion, I'd say you're Wake Forest, man. We're not Wake Forest. Notre Dame's a little more prestigious than Wake Forest. Sam Hartman goes there, has a pretty decent season this year. Notre Dame has some reason to celebrate that. But it's like this guy just learned that the transfer portal was a thing. It's like, yeah, this is how this works. I don't know what You're to tell you. You're still going to play in the fucking potato bowl. I know. Well, that's, and that's what I'm saying. It's like, yeah, you, you know can what celebrate they do them. if they want great ratings. Put USC and Notre Dame in a bowl I know. Game. I've had that thought process. But also, Notre Dame's ranked like a lot higher than USC now. No offense. But they are. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. So they might. I mean, it's possible, but it's. Sappo, Vince. Sappo. <laughs> as the kids say these days. I'm just saying. No cap. We have quite a match we have i'm just gonna go right past that i'm not even, like i'm not even i'm not even gonna you. entertain that we have come quite on a, we have quite a few matchups to come up this week dude the most notably michigan versus ohio state i gave you my pick who's your i pick? know i think ohio state's winning this uh why right now why? what's your reasoning behind that i'd love to know. i don't Michigan hasn't played anybody difficult all year. Who's no who's old Ohio State They at least difficult? they at least played Notre Dame and they at least beat them. But also I don't know about JJ McCarthy. I don't know about Michigan not having a head coach nor stealing signs, which obviously was a thing. I'm not even a Michigan hater. I just think like, hey, I've seen the proof in the pudding with Ohio State playing at least a couple good teams. And Michigan playing last week against a team that's relatively okay and having that hard of a time with them i don't know part of me feels like ohio state's going to be able to close but your argument being at the big house obviously there's going to be like a lot of fans that are yammering for their guy out there i could see it but in my heart of heart tells me ohio state's going to win this game with kyle mccord mm-hmm. against all that is out- kyle mccord an outstanding Michigan defense. Yeah. I see it. I don't see how it works. You know, here's why I say that. If you're going to talk about opponents that are close, we could look at Penn State, where they only won by eight points. Yep. And then we could look at Ohio State at Wisconsin, an away game, where they only won by two touchdowns against Wisconsin team. That's not even ranked. Yep. Many would say that 
they're not really even relative right now in the Big Ten. And then I'm just saying, granted, they did pump Maryland, but they were home. So that has something to do with it. Comparatively, I could see it going either way right now. In my opinion, I'm leaning towards Michigan. I feel like they have far more to play for than an Ohio State team. Now, to add some fuel to the fire, Jim Harbaugh was asked in a most recent press conference his thoughts on Ryan Day. And he didn't even answer and just moved on to the next yep. topic, which I thought was a smidge of a fucking slight considering well, that just like, Steenie... why are you asking me this shit? I don't give a fuck about him. <laughs> what are we yeah, doing? There's no respect there. In my yeah, opinion. true. There's zero respect. I don't think he has respect for him at all. I also think I Ryan Day's why... kind of a chode. Why is Ryan Day a chode? I actually kind of like the guy. I think he, I don't know. He kind of annoys me. Also, I mean, why? again, like after the Notre Dame thing, that pissed me off too. But like, Outside of that, like come out and let let you know that like I was just why are you screaming at me right now? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. It's like well, his theatrics kind of don't feel like they're real to me. Like he feels like he's playing it up, which annoys me. Vegas agrees with your friend Michael. Okay, that Michigan is favored to win this game plus three, two and a half. Mine uh plus three and a half. Okay. So Ohio State are three and a half dogs going into this game. It's going to be a close one. It's going to be cold. It's going to be Michigan in November for sure. I just feel as if that's it. Now, moving forward, we do have some other rivalry games that we should add notoriety to, right? So if we do look at this. What? Tennessee Vandy. Get up for that game. No, not getting up for that game. That's the Tennessee matchup. Oregon, Oregon State. Yeah. This game to me seems to be it. Not only that, you have the Iron Bowl in Alabama, Auburn. Yep. Which can always go one way or another. But I am solely focused on Oregon, Oregon State. What are your thoughts? On Oregon, Oregon State. Oregon State. They're they're playing at home. Ducks are at home. I see them winning by a lot, to be honest. I mean, Oregon State played a really good game last week. I think that their Oregon, defense stout man. I know, but like Oregon's front five on defense too is disgusting, and also Oregon's offense is running really well. I mean, it just depends on how well they can hold the line and if their defensive backs are doing their job. Uh, but I don't know, dude. I I do think Oregon's like very good. Like if I had my choice today, I'd put them in the top four. I think they're probably okay. the most competitive to go to the college football playoff in the Pac-12 right now. Over Washington. I'm sorry, but over Washington, I'd put them there. Considering Washington beat them in their first match. I know. I'm with you. But it's just watching them play, it's just like a whole different level. Maybe it's because their jerseys look cool. What the fuck do I know? Jerseys have always been dope. Yeah. What do you take? No, we... Oregon State? <sighs> no. It's hard. It's hard. I can't after last week. Yeah. You know, it was a two point game. I just think Bo Nix finds the best and he gets it done. Right. I mean, that's personally how I look at this going. I'm with you. Uh, but the rest of these games, I mean, true. Just one question. Yeah. How many points Iowa versus Nebraska? How many points are put on the board in that game? Oh. <laughs> it I might be six to is, three. It might be six to three. I don't know what the fuck's going to happen. I'm going to say under twenty five and a half. Yeah. Yeah. I would. Yeah. Be under. Give me Iowa gonna just be a just a decent show dog fight yeah 
10 a.m. You're going to be hung over from Turkey. You're going to be all those great things. You're going to need to be hydrated. Right? Wait. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, wait. Wait, 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 wait. Either way, you should hydrate. But you should, you should also look forward to the great sport of baseball. I was going to tell you about some awesome. Wait, things. wait, wait. Uh, one thing about baseball, it's going to be a quick little quip, and then we're going to move on to what we're going to get to there. Um, Shohei Otani. Shohei Otani is a free agent. Shohei Otani will not be pitching in the year 2024. He said he will make a comeback pitching in 2025. Realistically, he's going to sign a long-term deal. Um, that's what you expect to be somewhere not in the early. That's what you expect. Not a hundred percent going to happen, but that's what you expect. Uh, Shohei Otani is probably going to get somewhere in the 10 to 13 year, maybe 500 plus range contract, something insane just from the marketing dollars by itself. He's going to take meetings with a bunch of teams. He doesn't want anybody knowing that he's taking meetings with teams so far. So as it is reported that, if he's going to take private meetings, and if those meetings are leaked to the public, he will not be signing with the team. Cut and dry, done. Not happening. So if he goes to the Yankees and then some reporters like, Shogotani met with the Yankees today, <clears throat> Yankees done. So this is like a liability on the reporters as well as the team to not leak it out. But what happens if you see him at like, you know, Dulles Airport and all of a sudden he can't be a national anymore? Like, that's what if my the Taxi Squad podcast leaks it to the world? What after me? Well, and I heard this today too. It was like we're, we're gonna, gonna leak. get a cease and desist. Well, we're just gonna leak and say like, oh, the White Sox met with Shohei Otani because you know they're never going to. So then it'll be like, oh shit, they met with them, and that's why he didn't sign with them. At least we'll get Jerry Reinsdorf <laughs> going to sign somebody. Listen, we'll give you half the team. Yeah, I I bought it for two pennies. Yeah, for sure. And that's the thing too. There might be like an ownership stake thing into it. I don't know what the rules are with that, but. At least he's going to probably get close to half a bill if he ends up going the long-term deal route. Like, he's going to get something insane. There are other talks, though, that he may sign a short-term deal, like a one-year deal with somebody in order to ring chase, essentially. Good. At a discount just to go be a DH for a season. Goes to Houston. And all of a sudden, I got to hate him. Not a fan. I think he'd go to Texas. You'd be dumb not to go to Texas. Go Try play to for repeat. the Rangers. Go to or, the Rangers Dude, or move across on. town. I I don't think the Dodgers have what it takes. I don't think they'll ever have what it takes. I think that team is destined to get bounced in the first round of the playoffs, not in a COVID season. Just my only. Opinion. I think that's the valid. Diamond, the Diamondbacks beat them in four games. Oh, I thought you're saying he's going to the Diamondbacks. I'm like, no, he's not. <laughs> I mean, it could be a thought process. That's a great young team that yeah. has a lot. With the Suarez trade just happening today, how that made sense? Somebody here's was an idea. Are Philadelphia, Dombrowski? They can use another bat. He's not going to pitch, but maybe in a couple years he's going to because they needed pitching help. They my, already signed my Nola. Only, but my only thing there, Vince, is where does Kyle Schwarber play? Throwman left. He can't play the outfield. Be yeah, like can. me or you in left. I know it's worked before. I haven't Throw played outfield left. since I was nineteen. That's true. You know, I mean, Throw left. It's, it's real talk. <laughs> I mean, the runs, I mean, the runs that you gain from that acquisition, you'll probably end up not mattering that he's out there. You anyway. need to go to a team that's balanced defensively, and to me, Texas makes the most sense. You go and sign a one-year deal at Texas, right? 
you DH, you hit bombs. You love to play at that stadium in the World Baseball Classic. You hit True. bombs in that stadium in the World Baseball Classic. I could see it. The... I it mean, would there's... make sense. You don't hear a lot of stuff coming out of Texas, too, about, like, the media and even, like, the Seeger and the Semyon thing. Like, you didn't hear about that until the end of the time with them. So I could actually see that. I could see that being realistic. Um I really hope it's not Houston. That would really stink for me. Um, and then maybe pulls a little Mariners thing, or maybe that's the thing that he does after a year. Because also, you're going to be betting on him pitching, and if there's something that happens in the next year that doesn't allow him to be a pitcher anymore, and that's a confirmed thing, then you might be a little SOL signing him for a long time. So, I mean, they're, they're probably going to be looking at his health as well. Into Are we going to do a one-year deal and then sign later? If you're not able to pitch after that and they know it as a as a fact rather than like an expectation or a hope, that could also, you know, change the way the money is actually. I mean, there's going to be at marketing. There's going to be advertising. He will pitch again. There's no doubt in my mind he'll pitch again. It's yeah. good to take a year off. I don't think that after having Tommy John that that injury is going to be too out of bounds just to hit it. You never know how it's going to affect somebody though. It's, right. it's a risk you take. If you sign a guy like this now, a team that everybody is not talking about, well, they are, but he is meeting essentially with everybody. The Cubs truly have a shot. Not happening. He was on the initial list. I know. I mean, they that's, were on the initial I know list that's, that that's getting leaked. It already got leaked. It's getting leaked immediately when that happens. I guarantee it. Chicago's such a cesspool with that shit. And that's what I'm saying, too, is like maybe they want to avoid like the media extremities, and which is the also the reason why I don't think he's going to go to the New York Yankees either. Like, I don't see that being a thing. They're like, they're almost too much of a brand. I mean, I could see it. Obviously, they're talking about it. But in my opinion, I'm like, they're almost too much of a brand where they're just going to plaster them everywhere and it's almost going to be too much too fast like i i don't see it happen it would be cool because then i could just see Shohei otani walking around my neighborhood but i just don't see that happening because i think they're trying to avoid that at all costs no i i i think he stays in la i think there's no shot in my eyes he doesn't stay on the west coast he's leaving he's leaving the angels though if why he wants to that? win, if he wants to win, why? Like maybe, why maybe Trout. Like there's talking that Trout's going to get traded to the Philadelphia Phillies too. There's also talk that Trout could get traded to the Dodgers with if Shohei signs. That would be insane. They would have to win. If you're Mike Trout, though, I I love Mike Trout. I think what he is to the game is the closest thing to Mickey Mantle. As to what Mickey Mantle's career could have been. Yeah, but Trout's healthy. afraid to talk is the issue, which is why I think if he goes to Philly and just starts hitting bombs and lets Bryce Harper be the guy, they'll probably be a match made in heaven. Plus, Philly guy, big Eagles fan, makes a lot of sense to me. He grew up in New Jersey. I mean, it's fine. I get no, it. No, I'm just saying he's a big Philly guy. He likes all the Philly stuff. He's how like, how with that payroll, how in the fuck are the Phillies going to even make that close? Doesn't to matter. That's Dombrowski, baby. Dombrowski makes it happen. He did it with the Red Sox. He's went to the World Series, almost won twice in a row. It's always possible. Aaron Nola resigned. That's new yep. news. Um, that's something to pay attention to. Oh, and it is official. The White Sox are looking to trade Dylan Cease. They Never. also signed Paul DeYoung. Hooray. Yay. All right. <laughs> Now, speaking mess. of baseball, here's an honest question. 
Yeah. Who won the Cease Quintana trade? The White Sox or the Cubs? I mean, the Cubs didn't win it because they didn't get anything out of him. So we probably won it just by jersey sales. <laughs> but, like, neither team won it. It sucked for both of them. I rarely ever take the side of the Chicago Cubs, but here's the How did they win it? Do. You have to explain to me how they won it because they didn't get shit no from problem. Quintana. They got him for half a year, and then he was gone. No problem. Okay. You got a starting pitcher to compete with in the NLC or NLDS. What did he do that year? He pitched one game. Horrible. Two games. Brutal. Yeah, he didn't do it well. Oh, but so bad. They still, they still played in a playoff game, right? Not because of him. Honestly, not because of him. him. It wasn't supposed to be because of him. The White Sox were rebuilding. Yeah. Hopic, Moncada, Cease, Eloy. Great. What have they done for us? Any one of them. That's not the argument, though. You're saying who won the but, trade? You the get Cubs a couple, a couple could, games could of, of horseshit Quintana, or you get a couple really good years out of Cease. You get Eloy Jimenez, who's an injury problem. Both teams lost. The most, the most you got out of Cease was one year where he was in Cy Young contention. Better than half a year of bad Quintana. Where you weren't competing for anything, though, on the I'm south just, side. You I know, but I'm not saying thing. that the Cubs won it because that was a worse trade for them. They got bad Quintana for a short amount of time. We got a couple guys that were okay for a decent amount of time. It was a bad trade overall. Did not work out for either of us. But you can't say they won the trade. That's crazy. Future future for um, our good friend Getz. Is that his name? Chris Getz, yeah. Royals Chris legend. <laughs> Royals legend Chris Getz. Don't yep. trade with the Cubs. Just don't do it. It has bad juju written all over it. The first time they ever did it was for fucking Albert Bell. Yeah. And that didn't work. I thought that was from the Indians. That was, but then we traded him to the Cubs. Still right. didn't work. Mm-hmm. We and what, what do we get from it? Sammy Sosa. If, uh, who would have known what we could have been if we had Sammy Sosa? I don't know. Well, we ended up winning a couple years after that, and no Steve Bartman. So uh, it's sad sack season on the on the South Side. It is what it is. We'll deal with it. Hey, he doesn't like it. the team, so we should be happy. Yeah, he doesn't like the way it's constructed right now. We'll see what he ends up doing. I don't think much, but we'll see what he does. Can't get much worse. All right. And I'm thirsty. If you are going to play the great game of baseball. <laughs> you should stay hydrated with liquid IV. This portion of today's show is brought to you by Liquid IV. That's right. The hydration brand we've all come to know and love is with ya boys. It's festival, outdoor party, and adventure season, and proper hydration is essential. You don't want to miss out on the summertime activities while they're still here. Liquid IV will help you hydrate and stay in the game. I've been using Liquid IV for a few years, and i found a ton of uses for it. Uh, going to sleep after a day-long soiree. This is the product that helps me rehydrate and recover. I brought them with me on hikes, long bike rides, vacations, and maybe most importantly, bachelor party weekends. The beauty of it all is that Liquid IV comes in a small, convenient package that you just add to a bottle of water and drink away. One stick of Liquid IV and 16 ounces of water hydrates you two times faster and more efficiently than water alone. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the Taxi Squad podcast code. T-A-X-I-S-Q-U-A-D-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, no spaces, at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using the promo code Taxi Squad Podcast at liquidiv.com. 
NFL's back again, Mike. We have the NFL for four days this week. We got a Thursday, Friday, Sunday, and Monday slate. How do you feel about the Friday game? I could care less. It is kind of weird. I don't know if I'm going to like watching the NFL at the beginning of the weekend, right? It's like a game that they thought was going to be great, hypothetically, but it's not. Yeah, but I mean, NFL, I'm going to watch it, you know? <laughs> like, I'm watching that game. It is to be honest, I, I'd much rather at the 1 o'clock time on a – or 11 o'clock time if you're in the mountain standard time. Yeah. Um, I would much rather watch college football, which is what I will be That's doing. true. It is midday. You're going to have to watch Zach Wilson. I don't know if that's everybody's favorite thing to do. No, it's actually going to be Tim Boyle. Oh, he's not starting. I forgot. I forgot Solid just yeah. to bench his ass, which – I don't know if that's better or worse. <laughs> like your guy's going to have a bad game and Salah comes up there all fucking chrome dome. And yeah. just like, well, yeah. yeah. Defense played well. <laughs> like, yeah, always. That's how we, that know. Works. we know the defense played well. It'll be fun, though. We got obviously three games going on on Thanksgiving. We have a lot less games going on on Sunday because of that. Um, but the first thing we got to do is go through our week 11 slate how our picks went you went nine and five i go eight and six another week another late season where you're just starting to take over not the best thing for me i'm not very excited about that personally but you know what we come back and we stay as strong as ever on this side of the of the camera and i uh, am planning on you know righting my wrongs you know, I'm not surprised really for a second. Oh, yeah. Oh, good um, to know. Cool. I, I knew this would happen. I okay. started off slow. You know, a lot was going on in the beginning part of the year, getting yep. married, traveling across the country quite a bit. But I knew that there would come a time. And, now you're uh, checked in. <laughs> I feel like I'm in a press conference right now. It's like, what do you think happened the first half of the year? It's like, you know, we just got off to a slow start and, you know, we just needed to break it all down on a little bit higher level. And I think once we decided to look at each schedule, each matchup and, and, and go from there and understand truly what was at stake, we, we put it together. We came together as a team at the end of the year, I think is what you're <laughs> trying to say. <laughs> I, I think we did come together as a team at the end of the year. You know, if that team was whatever, high, fuck it. You know? I don't care. It's okay. I'm coming back this week. It's going to be all right, dude. Mikey I don't need Preston. this shit. Mikey press conference. Hopefully we don't get another one of those positive ones next week. But we're going to start our favorite segment. It's called a little bit of skip it or rip it. And we're going to start off with the Bengals and Ravens. And I just say rip it off the front because your Super Bowl pick is dead. Man, mushed. Mushed. Mikey mushed this week. Mikey mushed this week. If you ever seen the movie A Bronx Tale, you would know about a guy named Eddie Mush, and anything yeah. he touches turns to mush. That's how I feel about my fantasy season. Yeah, that's definitely how I feel about my pick for the Bengals going to the Super Bowl. Had a undeniable belief in the young Joe Burrow, and uh, yeah, that didn't happen. There's a lot of speculation going on right now that the um, betters union or whatever the fuck these guys are, the yeah might sue the Bengals considering that they stated that they may have had inside knowledge that Joe Burrow was hurt. You know what? I, this is a sketchy little thing. And I heard Mike Florio talk about this today too. And I'm kind of like, yeah, I don't know if you can, I mean, they're info betting is infiltrating the sport regardless. Like that's obviously a thing right now, but also it's like for a strategic advantage from the Bengals side, they are not required to tell anybody that he's injured or not injured. 
Like, they're not required to do that. He ended up playing, and it, maybe he had a little bit of an injury, but, like, that lawsuit, I think, can get thrown in the shitter right away, in my opinion, at least. Because, well, like, what do, they, what do they owe them? The, the problem is is you must disclose to the NFL right. after each week the injuries to your team. Right, but do they and know that that was going to be not, one that doesn't affect how the game's going to go? There could be repercussions if you withheld information from the NFL. From the NFL, not the betters. But the NFL is what releases that information. We'll announce so it all. After yeah. each week, they get an injury report. They announce the injury report. If that injury report is faulty, which clearly it may have been. Yeah. And this season is just getting plagued by injuries for the Bengals. And Joey B is going to have season ending surgery. It's it. And T Higgins is probably going to get shut down. Jamar Chase should probably get shut down at this stage of the game too. What do they have to play for? We got a Mark Andrews injury too this week. seems like tight end, tight end rooms are getting smoked. Uh, Ravens didn't end up winning that did end up winning this one. They go to eight and three. They're looking really fucking good. Losing Mark Andrews is tough though. Likely. I'm Isaiah likely. It. Yeah. Isaiah likely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, who's likely to be the starter? He's pretty good. Anyways. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, anywho, should be good because yeah. in his time filling in for Mark Andrews in the past has done a sufficient job. Yeah. I think that he's going to get the volume. Most I think definitely. that Mark, um, I think Mark Andrews is a definite loss considering he's one of the best tight ends in football and top Jackson three look for him often. Yeah. But I just think it's going to be good. They need to involve Odell more, which is nice. Four to see receptions, Odell, 116. Yeah. It was Not nice bad. to see Odell kind of look like the Odell of old. I feel, I still think he's got some gas in the tank. I agree. We'll see how that ends up working, but he has more targets than just Mark Andrews this year, which is going to help him a little bit, especially with this injury. It's not, you know, make or break, which is good, but Ravens keep moving. They probably win this division. Uh, Bengals, you have to assume, are kind of moved out of any playoff talk at this point, which opens the door for these two teams that we're talking about next. Steelers at Browns. I'm going to rip it. Let's rip. Browns end up beating them 13 to 10. Obviously not an offensive game. You didn't expect that. Kenny Pickett, I don't know about all that anymore. I'm really losing any hope for them. Canada's out. Well, any scapegoat you wanted to have and you have now. So Matt Canada is gone. Brian Leftwich in. I didn't think Canada was really the issue, though. They're they're putting it on him and they Mike Tomlin fired him. Now Brian Leftwich is taking over Brian Leftwich. Notably most recent was the OC for the Tom Brady led Buccaneers yep. and did a sufficient job. And quarterback speed. for the Jacksonville Jaguars, don't you forget? And QB for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Marshall alum notably broke his ankle in a game and finished the game to win. Yes, sir. Um Doc. Absolute dog, but that doesn't necessarily make him the answer at OC for the Steelers. We will see how this plays out. Kenny Pickett does not look to be it. Jalen Warren better than Najee Harris? No, they're He's different. He's faster than him. They're different. Uh, Najee Harris dog. is he kind of hurdle grown men. He seems like a lot. Well, he did hurdle grown men. That's kind of what I'm saying. He seems like he lost a step already. 
it's the typical tale of the tape and running backs and why they don't get paid in the NFL. Two he years, you're great. So early. Two dude. years, you're burnt out and you're done. He was bad last year, too. That was the thing. Most NFL franchises figured out that you can draft a running back in the fourth round every year and receive similar production to the guy drafted in the first round. True. Every year. Roshan Johnson, come on through. Um, Roshan. Dorian Thompson Robinson starts for the Browns, didn't play too bad, but they do end up bringing in Joe Flacco to the team. Might be starting this week, as we mentioned earlier. Good or bad? I, I mean, love they're, it. they're seven and three. I love they, it. They're primed. They're primed for a wild card spot this year. Maybe a division. They won't go much further than that. I I don't know. No, I they they do own a tiebreaker against the the Ravens. I think they got to play one more time. But all in all, I do believe. Let's look at their schedule. You have the Broncos in Denver. You have the Rams in Los Angeles. You play the Jaguars at home. So I'm saying like two and one there. Mm -hmm. Bears, they beat them. So we're talking three and one. Texans, crapshoot. So let's give them the loss, three and two. Then then they play the Jets and the Bengals, and I think they win both of those. So they go five and two. They end the season. I mean, fuck, like <laughs> that, that's a, there's a there's a lot of football left to play here. I'm with you. I'm with you. But I'm just saying, like seven and three right now. They end the season. What is that? Twelve and five. Like that's a playoff team, dude. Maybe. I mean, right now, they. when you look at the record, you're like, wait, how, how, how is that possible? possible? I don't get it. Round seven yeah. and three. I know. It's impressive, truly. I mean, shout out to Kevin Stefanski. He's done what he's could, done what he could without Nick Chubb. Miles. Without some of the best Garrett players on this. He's so good. <laughs> he's so Miles good. Garrett is a freak. Oh my God. I don't know if anybody watched in that game. Someone tell me. Helmet. came off yeah. and picked it up, and everybody was like, oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Mason Rudolph's on the sideline, like, whoa. <laughs> Triggered. <laughs> Mason Rudolph is just like hearing helicopters in the background, yeah. like, oh fuck. He's like, what did I say this time? <laughs> what did I do? I didn't do it, Miles, I swear. Um, but either way, Browns end up beating the Steelers. It was an absolute grudge match of defense, and now we're looking at a possibly twelve and five team. It was the most AFC East matchup ever. North. North, my bad. There we go. <laughs> North. Um, no. Speaking of the AFC East, Dolphins ah. beat the Raiders at home, twenty to thirteen. You knew the Antonio Pierce thing was going to end. Do you have anything on this game? Nope. It is what it is. Started a chan in fantasy. You wish you would have taken all the trades everybody offered you. For. I told. I was saying that too. I'm like Raheem Mostert had a big load going into it. They're not going to rush this guy back. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, sorry, that's not what I meant. But he had a big workload. Oh, going into it oh boy, um, <laughs> and i anticipate that he being a split backfield if not most centric for the rest of the year if i if it was me um yep. i can skip right. it i'll skip it too let's talk about let's talk about it let's talk about the time let's talk uh, about it the bears let's lost to the lions 31 it. to 26 this week oh the chicago bears played a very good game for three quarters and the fourth quarter was bad this team, man, this fucking team. I think off the bat here, why? I sh- I would like to mention that Fields, why? Fields looked pretty good. Uh, they also had Fuck. actual planned, played out runs for Justin Fields in the beginning of the uh. game, and it worked well. And they got away from it again. Um, Damn it! And yeah, Amon Ross St. Brown ends up, you know, 
doing whatever he calls his dance in the end zone. It comes back. They do a podcast. Uh, Equinemius and Amon Ra did a podcast do. together. Do. Who doesn't do a podcast a, anymore? Yeah, it's unbelievable. These guys are crazy. Why would you do a podcast? Why would you uh, dare do a podcast? They did do a podcast. Amon Ra said the Bears are chokers, and he's goddamn right. There's no doubt about it. Um, and my thought to you is three and eight now. We, uh-huh. have the Panth- we have the Panthers pick as well. Some people are uh-huh. saying, hey, we saw good things in this game. This is an inner no. division. This is the best. We saw some good things in the beginning no. of this game. The end was bad. Is it a good thing that they're losing again, or is this losing mentality the reason that we keep fucking losing in the first place? You know, to hear Matt Eberflus talk is like listening Get to him out of here, bro. What whatever is going on? The, whatever the audible version is of a monkey fucking a football... <laughs> Jesus that Christ. is literally Matt Eberflus talking at the press at the podium. Yeah. That's, no, I'm not kidding. That's literally no. what it is. Okay, this fucking man is an idiot. I don't know how you meet this person if you're an organization and go, "That's the fucking guy." Crazy. He can barely put together a sentence. Only the Bears. Literally, he was asked, "Why wasn't Montez Sweat on the field the last drive of the game?" Where? Your most paid player slash best defensive player should be making moves. Yeah. And they go, he just said, um, well, he wasn't in that defensive shift. Yeah, that's insane. It's it's not Wait, permissible. What? It's not permissible. Huh? Why would he not, why would he not be in an huh? end of the game? End of the game. What? Yeah, I know. I'm with you. Oh, he just wasn't in a why don't you fit him into that? Put him in it, motherfucker. Game. What you you're not you're not playing defensive ends at the end of the game? What, is, what are you talking what about? What is the thought process behind <laughs> taking a timeout when the team has zero fucking timeouts on the other side of the ball? Yep. Granted, they're on your ten yard line, but the clock is running. How do you they get no timeouts? How do you get pressure on a quarterback that's playing very well that has a lot of very good weapons? How do you get pressure on them if you're not having your best pass rusher on the field? Doesn't Jared Goff didn't have a great game. No, turnovers record. all over the place. Three interceptions. All over the place. For he doesn't play necessarily well against the Bears, but he came back and put some great numbers up. Yeah. And he that that team was driving, but instead of taking a timeout trying to give your team a stance on offense to potentially win the game. You're up by four points. The pressure's on. The clock is running. Why are you taking a defensive timeout to give them more time to figure out their next step? Correct. Um, Bad coaching. I don't get it, man. He also tapped himself on the back after that game, too. I don't know if you saw that press clipping where it was like, I think we were calling good defensive plays, whoever was calling the plays, and he's like, that was me. That's what he really said. You're like, what the fuck are we talking about right now? Oh, um, was it now? You yeah. lost a, another game where yeah, you were off. He's an asshole. I wanted to like him for a long time. I can't anymore. I don't think anybody done. in Chicago does either. It's right. just about done. This game is finished here. We are what we are. Um, and again, do we just keep losing at this point? Like, you got to get high-end talent. I just don't understand how week after week this team, especially when Justin Fields is playing, they like set you up real nice. They're like, "Ooh, look, we're pretty good, right?" And they like spread your legs apart, and then they're like, "Okay, you stand right there. We'll be right back." And then they just haul off and kick you square in the balls, just right in the dick, just oh, whatever the way they can. 
just to just end your fucking Sunday of being remotely positive. This game could have been the lead in to like a long week of like, holy shit, we won against yep. the best team in the division, considering yep. we haven't won a division game in 12 fucking games. Yep. But at 12 division matchups, two years, we haven't won one of them. And oh my God. Yeah, it's bad news bears, literally. Um, yeah, I don't know. I kind of hope they just, I guess, right. lose. They lose out. They get rid of Eberflus. He's obviously the biggest issue that we got going on right now. Um, probably take a quarterback in the first round in the top five pick wherever we are, but um, and then move on. Is quarterback? I mean, the okay. To Justin Fields' credit, he's I know. not the reason they lost this game. He is not. I know, but you and, end up at by, that spot with the talent levels. The other guys, you have to end up taking. By the them. way, by the way. Why aren't on the last drive of the game where you got 20 seconds world beater on the edge for them, who I wasn't very high on coming out of Michigan. Aiden Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah. Dog against your rookie left tackle. Darnell, right. You don't maybe think we're going to put Cole Komet on that side with him to give him some help. Yeah. Great blocker. (laughs) I know, but it's a body. I'm with you. I'm with you. Body. Yeah. I don't understand what the thought process is there as well. Justin Fields overall had a good game. I, I agree. I don't know anything else to say. I just think wherever they are in the draft, they're taking the talent that's best ranked there. I just, you're probably going to end up taking a quarterback, and you're probably going to end up taking a wide receiver too early. Well, um, here's here's the Eddie situation. Jackson's got to fucking go too, by the way. Oh, don't even Jackson. bother watching yeah. the film on Eddie Jackson. You'll yeah. just make Done. yourself crazy. Finished. Done. Dead. They're dead, dead to us. Um, I, I'm I'm done with this team for the rest of the season. They're going to play the Vikings. They'll probably lose. Um, at this stage of the game, if the Bears are winning at the half, they're going to lose it. a team with a winning <laughs> record. Just yeah. bet on that team at the half. Live bet, you'll win some money. Sure. Um, at one point going into the half, I think the Lions had like one in sixteen odds of winning. If you would have bet that, that would have been insane. I'm with you. Um, I think we've harped on it enough. Moving on to the other side. Lions are now eight and two for the first time since 1962. JFK was president. Uh, the Browns and the Lions, both. This is the last time they were this good going into Thanksgiving. Both of them together, which is hilarious. Um, Lions are probably going to win the division. There's almost no way I can say that, especially with Minnesota's loss this week. Um, I hope they win a playoff game this year. I hope they do. I think it'd be good for them because they haven't seen that longer than we have. I hope the Lions really get after it the rest yeah. of this season. Um, they play the Bears again. That looks good for them. There's another dub. Um, a sweaty one, but there's another dub. They, they play the Bears in a few weeks, actually. Um, so, yeah, right now the Bears end the schedule. They got the Vikings, Lions, Browns, Cards, Falcons, and Packers. You hope they can win maybe three of these six games. So. I'm I've got them going one and five. One and six. All right. Purpose. They'll beat the Cardinals. <laughs> okay. Hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, upward. Go Lions. Moving on. Jaguars at home against the Titans. I can skip it. Yeah, the Jags are good. I don't know how good. This is kind of a whatever. Actually, I do have one thing for the Titans. I wouldn't be surprised if Rabel's gone after this year. 
And Mike Vrabel would be an amazing college coach. I think also he will be likely interviewed by a bunch of teams. And if this chatter that Belichick could leave is a thing, I wouldn't be surprised to see him in New England after that. But that's all speculation. If uh, I'm a college program, I would be all eyes on Mike Vrabel. If he wants Mike to recruit Vrabel. is the big thing. I don't know if Vrabel's going to want to recruit. Could so. you imagine Mike Vrabel in your living room? Yeah, like, well, no. I'm ready to run through he'd a bump, He'd bump his head on my roof. You bet in here. Um, <laughs> all right. Chargers at Packers. I don't know. Uh, the char the Chargers need to fire suck. their head coach. They and, suck. Uh, Brandon Staley is not it. He needs to go back. Rex Ryan said on uh, Good Morning uh, today or football or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, Good Morning Football. Uh, yeah, that basically he uh, he needs to go back to Division Three football where he belongs, and that his wife could do a better job coaching the Chargers. Uh, that's a Rex Ryan thing to say. Uh, I agree with that, though. I mean, he's not a great coach, and they shouldn't have lost that game. Especially and he said, to... I call the defense. He should. I mean, it's insane. They're the highest paid defense in the league, and they can't beat the Packers. And they have a yeah, future you know, quarterback. They have a quarterback for the foreseeable future. So it's insane. It's starting to feel a little Phillip Riversy, and it's making me feel bad. Um, Texans at Cardinals. I only want to rip this for a moment because this is the first game that C.J. Stroud has that looked like a world beater, and they still won the game, and they figured out how to do it. So I think this team is officially pretty damn good. I think this team is capable of getting into the playoffs. Me too. I, like they're really going to win this division. Too. They have the shot to win the division. I mean, yeah. granted, right now, if you look at the AFC, the Jaguars are still ahead of them by a game. They could definitely so, win it, though. I mean, it's going to be fun to see the Texans through the rest of the season. They got a pretty difficult schedule coming up this Sunday. They have the Jaguars. Following Sunday, they have the Broncos. And you have the Jets, Titans, Browns, Titans, and Colts. So their last four games, not terrible. Cause they're split. Like, yeah, you're play, split between good and bad. Uh, they but got a, a tough couple weeks coming up here. They take a game against the Jaguars, and you're looking at a very interesting AFC South going up to the stretch here. Um, it's going to be interesting. Cowboys and Panthers. Panthers suck. <laughs> Moving on. Giants Great and Commanders. Stallion, Stallion, huh? Got to talk about Tommy fucking Come on. DeVito. Fucking Illinois legend with Tommy DeVito. With that is. The fuck was this? What was this game? I, dude, he looked great. What? How? From where? How did this happen? <laughs> I don't know. Sam Howell's great, too, by the way. He is good. Sam he's very good. good. He's really good. Bad decisions uh, in this game, but he's good. I, I think Tommy DeVito is a great story. He's like the Rocky of the NFC East. Yeah. He is. You know, uh, his family's Saquon. really funny. His family's really funny in the uh, in the stands. Saquon Barkley had a ridiculous game. He's so fucking good. Uh, it feels like Saquon the old. It feels like Dable's coaching for his job right now, which is good. Yeah. Um, sure. And they played a really good game. And there's nothing to hate against on the Giants on this, but I can't. You can't expect this to happen weekly, right? 
I I don't think so. I think a blind squirrel finds a nut every yep. now and again. Tommy DeVito had a had a wonderful game. I think he's a great story. I think he's a great little grease ball throwing he's the rock. Such an, he's such a perfect New York Italian. He's just not that he good is. quarterback. But this week he was. You know what I will say? He'll be a backup for a long time and then get into TV somehow because he's yep. a good-looking kid. He is. He's got a, probably a halfway decent personality growing up. In yeah. Book, he's going to be on the fucking mozzarella in the morning. Um. <laughs> all right. Buccaneers at 49ers. Uh, um, I could skip it. Yeah, whatever. Uh, 49ers win again. No kidding. Jets at Bills. It's Nail meat coffin. It's over. Aaron Rodgers coming back and saving the season? Not going to happen. Uh, Bills needed a win like this, but let's see if they can keep it going because they still aren't necessarily in a playoff spot because the Browns have a better record than them, and so do the Texans. So, moving on. Seahawks at Rams. We were both wrong here. Wow. I, Matt Stafford pulled out his best impression. Cooper Cup out again with an ankle injury. Puka Nakua looks like he is it. He's so good. I will say that much. So He's good. really good. And I uh, I think that it was a close game. I think this is Matt Stafford's last season. I think it, it's over. Kind of feels it. like it. He's not um, renewing. I think he's going to get into winemaking and live in California with his smoking hot wife and just chill. Yeah, I don't think it'd be too bad. Uh, Geno Smith maybe got an injury. Maybe Drew Luck season Whoop. or Drew Locke, excuse me. <laughs> he he wishes he could be the brother of Andrew. Anyways, um, no, same I, name, buddy. <laughs> yeah, Drew, that's his whole ass name. That's his whole ass name. Guys, there are some guys who just are Drew. Yeah, right? um, true. But I will say this. I, I do believe that Drew Locke has incredible arm talent. I just don't believe he has the mental fortitude to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. Jeezy. Yeah. <laughs> he likes young Jeezy, dude. Yeah, he does like young Jeezy. Who doesn't like Jeezy? Jeezy has been relevant for a minute now. You're right. But I will say this. I, I believe that it's not going to look good without Geno on this team, and they should potentially look at drafting a quarterback this upcoming draft. Agreed. Two more games. Vikings at Broncos. Got to rip this one. Okay. Um, Russell's back. Yeah, I think Sean Payton gave him a little bit Danger. of a true serum medicine. Danger is back, and he is dangerous. He's, he's not good. 2012. He's not, no. you know, he's not that. But he is end of the Seahawks run pretty damn good still. Which Him is and Cortland better. Sutton have found each other. Yeah. They like each other a lot, and you can tell by the numbers. Yeah, and it's kind of like Jerry Judy had an all right game. Jerry Judy was talking a lot of shit earlier in the year. That's obviously not his main target. Like, I mean, he gave him five passes, but it's just, I don't know. I don't get the whole Jerry Judy thing. But they ended up coming through and winning it. I don't think, like, I think the Josh Dobbs thing is going to come to a head at some point. It's going to be middling normal quarterback play. Everybody was rooting for him to be the next, you know, fucking Tom Brady. Um, and that leaves Minnesota at six and five, which they're going to hope for a wild card spot. They did go five in a row. They just yammered them all off. So um, six and five Broncos, five and five now might end the season with a winning record, which would be crazy. But I don't think that's going to do a whole lot of much in the AFC West this year. 
Josh Dobbs to me right now looks like a guy who got away with a couple of good games against shitty teams and then played a good team in a really tough situation at mile high and doesn't know the offense fully. There was a couple of plays during that game where he just did not look like he had it all together. So, I mean, that's what it is. It's what it is. He he changed teams in the middle of the year and he's a starting quarterback. Right. (laughs) So moving forward, I do believe to your point, you will see some tampering off, but then again, he gets the bears. On a long week, he'll be fine. Yeah, that's a win for them. All right. We're moving on to the Super Bowl matchup yesterday, the Kelsey Bowl part two. Um, the Eagles end up beating the Kansas City Chiefs 21 to 17. The Eagles are the best team in the NFL right now. Um, they I did take them to win the Super Bowl. I'd like to make that clear. Pat Mahomes didn't have the best game. Travis Kelsey might have butterfingers. Travis Kelsey is slowly becoming the biggest bitch in the NFL. Uh, let me just put that style out there. God, I, style God. I, style God, swag God shows up, you know, to uh, shows up to the stadium looking as if he, he's something out of a fucking GQ magazine. He's been and, doing that. I will say that he's just getting yeah, the press. Fine. I get it. I get it. He's getting the press now. I, I understand all of it. He's becoming more NBA than NFL for me. When Taylor's like not there, he's playing like dog shit, um, holding call, fumble. Granted, he scores a touchdown, but offensively, they did not look very good on the opposite side of the ball. And I do think that the Swift thing might be getting to his head. The Swift cat might be getting to his head. It could. And then I've had all of those thoughts. I like that. that He's was putting the Swifty on the pedestal. You think you know DeAndre it. Swift got to him this year? <laughs> no, um, no, no, no. I did see. I did see the thing, though. It was like Kelsey hurts Swift. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they were all in a line. Yeah. Um, I thought all of those things. And then I thought, oh, yeah. Andy Reid coaches a team that's quarterbacked by Patrick Mahomes. And they've won two, like, Super Bowls. They win that game if Marcus Aldez Scantley doesn't have butterfingers. Correct. Um, and also the Chiefs are seven and three, and they're going to go to the playoffs. And there's a fifty percent chance they win the whole fucking thing again this year, which sucks. But that's the reality there, of the beast these days. It is what it is. There is now one thing to pay attention to if you pay attention to the Eagles is that Darius Leonard was mm-hmm. most recently released by the Shaquille, Colts. as some people call him these days. Yes, um, Shaq Leonard was released by the Colts, and there is large tar- talks that he could be going to play for an already formidable. Where does he defense. fit? Where does he even fit on that team? You make him fit. Yeah, you put him in at middle linebacker. He'll start immediately. There's he could start for anybody. Hey, maybe he goes to the Bears. No, there's talks that he goes to the Cowboys, maybe or the Eagles. If I'm having going to the Eagles, because why the fuck would you go to the Cowboys? Um, but yeah, that would be that would be crazy if he goes there. It's Philadelphia is a city of riches right now. They just got to win something. Um, but I like Philly, and that's why I took them to win the Super Bowl. And I think them winning this game is kind of good. Going into Arrowhead and winning it is kind of good. But also, don't let it go to your head because you might see them again in February. You know who I love? I love Nick Sirianni. I love yeah. his game. We I- have seen the change of like your opinion on Nick Sirianni collectively like as him. an audience. I like He's, him. You're, you're a Sirianni guy now. I'm kind of a Sirianni guy. And yeah. after the game goes into the tunnel at Arrowhead and he goes, talking that shit, what you got to say now? And I'm like, 
I like this fucking He's guy. a beast. He's a beast, dude. He Very likes to win. He, I'm a fan in the beginning. He was kind of a laughing stock, but he wins games, and you cannot argue that. And that's the thing, too. Perfect. It's winning cures all. Winning makes... Winning as a psychopath and winning makes you seem like you're a passionate like character guy that everybody in the locker room likes you. Being a psychopath and losing all the time makes you seem like a psychopath. So, two sides to every side. Or coin, excuse me. Two sides to every, every side. side. Every side's got two I sides. I agree, Vince. Um, two sides, two to, sides every to every side. coin. So, if you're winning, keep doing what you're doing. And if you're losing, that could be the end of you. Who fucking knows? But they're just growing trees out there, bud. They're growing trees, and if your name is Harvey Dent, technically there's only one side of that coin. True. I like that. I like do you get that, that reference? If you I get do. that reference, I do you get like that, that reference. man. All right, I do let's get that continue. reference, but it wasn't like a, ah, ha, ha. It was like a clever dog. You um, comic book. <laughs> that is the end of that slate. We got a couple games coming up next, or not next week, today, technically. Let's the eat day some that fucking turkey, people. This is Turkey Day. Um, If you're listening to this on Friday and you're at work, I am sorry. I will not be following suit there. Um, But we have three games on Thursday, one on Friday, rest on Sunday, and then we end with Bears-Vikings on Monday Night Football. Jesus Christ, that sounds bad. So we're going to get into our picks here. Um, Started off the first game. Lions, the best they've ever been going into Thanksgiving since 62. You got the Packers, who are on a shitty run recently. Packers at Lions. Give me the Lions by a touchdown. Detroit Lions win a game. Um, if you're listening to this for the first time, we don't we don't do the score difference differentiation, the point spread, but we'll do it sometimes for fun. Commanders at Cowboys. Cowboys. I gotta take them too. The Commanders looked fucking so bad. I would week. say <laughs> if I'm a betting man, I would look at a Cowboys touchdown on defense. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's real because they like a thing. They've been doing that, and that's that's like the the Dak Prescott Tony Romo success story is their defense does it for him. Forty yeah. Niners at Seahawks to end Thanksgiving. I mean, it depends if Geno plays. If Geno plays, it's a close game. I don't think I, will say I don't that. think he's gonna that that quick turnaround. That's it is a quick turnaround. It's a short week. I I don't see him playing. Drew Locke isn't it. It's it's looking like a Brock Purdy type of a day. Yeah, I think we're going to align ourselves the entire Thanksgiving. So good for us. Yep. Yep. We agree on Thanksgiving. Okay. Dolphins at Jets on Friday. We kind of talked about this already, but Dolphins. Tim Boyle. Tim Boyle. No, thank you. Sorry, Tim. Leave me out. Bring back Lightning Mike White. All right. Buccaneers at Colts could be kidding. Could be kind of a game. Uh, I think it's going to be high scoring. I think it's going to be uh, uh, throwing the ball over the pond. Uh, yeah. Give me, give me Baker though. Baker wins this game. Taking the Bucks, I will take the Bucks too. I wanted to take my guy Gardner Minshew, but I don't know about all that. All right, shit bowl. Patriots at Giants. Oh. Give me the. Uh, just give me the Patriots. I'll just go with the Patriots. Oh, thank God. I was going to say, I want to have Los Hayentes. Give me the Giants. Thank you. I will take them. We'll see how it goes. All right, let's see. Let's see. Steelers at Bengals. Bengals, no quarterback. Steelers. Steelers win this, right? Steelers, Lionel Richie. 
This that is crazy. Last week, there's no question. This week, it's like, yeah, the Steelers. Are yeah, this game because week. a guy who played at Connecticut. I know. All right, is starting this game. No, I don't blame you. It's just you, you know. What's his name? What's his name? I don't even know. I forgot his name completely. What's, what's um, his name? Come on, what's his name? I'm just gonna look it up because I forgot. Because who would think there would be uh, Jake Browning? Jake Browning is gonna be Browning his pants. Only threw one touchdown in his entire college career at Connecticut. Played four years. Had one <laughs> touchdown, 13 interceptions. Jeez I don't know how this guy. Yeah, he's going to be in for a rude awakening. And to your point, he could be browning his, his pants. pantalones. So, yeah, give me the Steelers all night long. All right, me too. Panthers at Titans. <laughs> it's going to be a shit bowl. Yeah. Uh, I think the Panthers some way, somehow win this game. Okay. Give me the Panthers. I... I'll take the the Titans just because I want the Panthers Parody. to lose. Parody. That Parody. and also I want the Panthers to lose as many games as possible so we get number one. All right, Jaguars at Texans. Sorry, Cheek. I'm taking the Texans. Here we go. Taking the Texans. I'm going to take Mr. Trevor Lawrence. Wow. I'll take the Jaguars because the Jaguars have a lot to play for right now and they have somebody nipping at so their the ankles. Texans. Call so the, the Texans. Houston Texans. That's what I'm saying. This is Texans a grudge home, match. Man, this is, this is a this grudge match. Hell of a game. Hell of a game. Saints at Falcons. Uh, Jameis. Saints. <laughs> I'll take the Saints. I'll take the Falcons. Who fucking knows? All right. Yeah. Who fucking who knows? knows, dude? All right. Rams at Cardinals. Sneaky game. Give me the cards. Okay. Kyler coming back and being pretty good. Yeah, the, Rams, good. the Rams kind of winning a little bit. I'm going to go with you here. I'll take the Arizona Cardinals. Let's go. Browns. Oh, are you tired? Browns at Broncos. It's been a day. Yeah. Um, Give me the Broncos. Give me the Browns, dude. <laughs> Let's go. Here we go. This could be a switcheroonie quite a week this Let's week. Let's go. All right. Bills at Eagles. Give me the Eagles. Guys. Yeah, they're so good. Yeah, can't, can't bet against those guys. They are so good. Chiefs at Raiders. Give me the Chiefs. Yeah. Sorry, Antonio Pierce. Ravens at Chargers. Just give me the Ravens. Same here. Chargers suck. And finally, Bears at Vikings. Just got to pick the Vikings because the, the Bears, Bears stink. <laughs> the we Bears stink. stink. Um, we're stink and we're awful and it's all going to get blown up at the end of the season. It's good. Done. Good parody there in the middle slates of Sunday. So we'll see how that ends up working out for either of us. Either you take a bigger lead or I end up coming back and helping out a little bit and maybe getting even. Um, so there's our picks. I hope you guys have a wonderful what a Thanksgiving. Marathon. What a time. What a time. And that's that on that. Um, so without further ado, Mike, why don't you send us off to a wonderful Thanksgiving weekend, huh? Everyone, we appreciate you so much for joining us week after week as you choose to do. We've been doing this now for three years, and we ain't stopping anytime no. soon. We're almost at our very best. Moving into 2024, there are big plans for this podcast. We hope you've grown with us year over year. We are thankful for you if you have. We're also thankful for you if you're listening to this for the first time. If you are listening to this for the first time, we are available to be listened to on however you get your podcast content. So whatever that is, Spotify, Apple Music, Audible, whatever it is, we are on it. YouTube. Also, 
YouTube, if you do choose to get your content through YouTube, you will see these beautiful foches week after week doing what we do best talking shit, talking football, and also talking sports in general, which we do love to do. So with all of those things, we wish you guys a blessed, happy Thanksgiving. And please, as always, you got to like it. Like it. You got to share it. Share it. And you're going to be with your loved ones this weekend. Be sure you give the podcast to them as a show of thanks. Do it. We'll see you next week. Peace.